This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Let's get the insight from a guy whose job is to cover the team on a day-in, day-out basis. He does it for Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Adam Spillane joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Busy week for you, Adam? Uh, you could say that it's been a pretty, it was a busy nine days in West Palm Beach. Uh, it was a circus, like I kind of expected, and it kept going really the entire time that I was there. Uh, it let up a little bit, and then Tony Clark came into camp yesterday, and it picked up right back where it was when I first got there uh, nine, ten days ago. And I know you, as you say, you were there for a week and a half, but you got out of there uh, as the action started on the field, which is the secondary action for the Astros these days. And they threw a lineup out there today to start the spring training uh, camp. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't recognize any of the names. And I even know a little bit about minor league players. And these are not even their top prospects and guys who have a chance to make the squad. Straw, Pena, Jones, Toro, Dawson, Quintana, Stubbs, Mayfield, and Wren. Was this by design? Was Dusty Baker trying to make a statement by not putting one, never forget about starter, one potential go north with the club or west with the club to Houston when the season starts player in today's starting lineup? Well, so Straw, Miles Straw will, will in all likelihood make the club out of spring training. Abraham Toro has a chance. But no, that, that was by design. Dusty Baker told us yesterday that none of the regulars would play uh, in this opening game of spring training. Part of it had to do with the weather. It was a little cold in West Palm Beach. They didn't want to rush you know, some of the older guys out there unnecessarily. Um, and then he did say that tomorrow is when you'll start seeing some regulars start getting some playing time. And they're going to slow play this a little bit. Just remember, they have gone deep into the postseason the last three years. These guys have played a lot of games. Aside from Alex Bregman and Michael Brantley, uh, everybody – uh, on that roster pretty much dealt with some sort of an injury. Carlos Correa missed significant time. George Springer missed a lot of time. Jose Altuve missed a lot of time. He's coming back from knee surgery. Uh, so it was no surprise the way that they, they, the lineup that they ran out there today. I think you'll probably see a lot of that in spring training. I don't think you'll see a ton of action from the regular guys uh, throughout spring. No, and then from a regular baseball standpoint, I can understand and basically agree with everything you just said. But it's not a regular standpoint because they've gone through what they've gone through all spring and we know what uh, fines and and, uh, actions were imposed and we know what everyone else in Major League Baseball is saying about what they're going on. Is this to deflect in any way, shape, or form if this hadn't been uh, the first game after an offseason that we've never seen before in Major League Baseball? Would Dusty Baker have taken the same stance? Well, Dusty Baker wouldn't be there. 
I mean, you have good to point. That part Very of it. good. Would AJ Hinch have taken the same stance? That's that's a really good question. I don't I don't know the answer. Um, I, I I don't know how much value that that these teams put into spring training, especially with regular veterans. Um, I, I so I I don't know. I I really can't. That's tough to say. Okay. Uh, I, I think honestly, I think that AJ Hinch probably would have done the same thing that Dusty Baker did today. In all honesty, I just don't. When when they played as many games as they have the last three years, I, I just don't see the value in in rushing out. Uh, your star player is on a cold night in West Palm Beach in February. I just don't think that there's a whole lot. I don't think a whole lot of good can come out of it. All right. You've been around these players, and uh, there are several different ways that what has transpired can affect an individual. You can either get really defensive and rally the troops and believe that you are being persecuted above and beyond what's necessary. You can be regretful and... Uh, know that what happened happened and that you have hurt yourself and your organization. Whatever. And then there's the person who can go insular and take everything out of the mix and just get into a baseball mode and focus. Who of the Astro regulars, I don't want to say star players, but they're regular players, be it uh, in their uh, starting lineup or of the 13 guys that are going to make it as players. We know the pitchers are a different story. But for those who were at least in part implicated by this cheating scandal, who's handling it the best? Um, I think they, for the most part, they've all handled it about as well as you can. I don't know if there's a good way to handle it. Nobody has like lost their cool at any point publicly. Nobody has. I think some guys have shown some annoyance at times. And from from the inside, I think that what Carlos Correa did last week, where he really went after Cody Bellinger and he went after Mike Fires publicly. I don't know how you saw that from where you are, but I think that there was a bit of, I think that people within that clubhouse were somewhat happy with the way that he handled that, where he came to the defense of, of his teammates uh, because nobody had done that. And they've been taking so much fire really for, for months and you really have not heard them speak up and defend themselves. And so Correa was the first guy that really did that. And he's the only guy that's done that. Really, nobody else has stood up to defend themselves and, and tried to you know, say, hey, these guys are they're taking this a little bit too far. Uh, I think that for the most part, everyone has handled it pretty well. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a situation that we've never seen before. And I don't know if – I hope we never have to see this again with any other team. Uh, but just uh, as I run down the list, I think Jose Altuve has handled it well. Um, he hasn't. He's not the. He's not a brash guy. He, he's not the guy that is going to stand out in front of the microphone and say a bunch of crazy, provocative things. So he has kept that. He has. He has been Jose Altuve. He's been the normal Jose Altuve uh, all throughout this process. Uh, I don't think Alex Bregman has handled it particularly well. In that, I think that he, the way that he avoided the questions, especially early on, I think that has hurt him more than anything else. I, I think the. The, the problem that they've had throughout this process is that they went three months and didn't say anything. I think if they say something from the time where um, the fire story comes out, now maybe they couldn't because of the investigation, but they went an entire month with these suspensions, and then before they talked publicly, I think that's the biggest mistake that they made. They kind of let the story talk for themselves, and that didn't really work for them in their favor. Adam Splane from Sports Radio 610 in Houston, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Um, I, this is an opinion that I'm asking you for, and it'll play itself out, and we'll find out if we're right or wrong. 
Uh, I think there's going to be a, a a lot of catcalling at stadiums when the Astros show up. I think that not only are some of the star players in Major League Baseball on record, I do a national show here. I do shows in both Philly and New York, and uh, there are a lot of uh, not happy fans who think that it's just uh, incomprehensible that no Astro players got any penalties and uh, enjoyed the spoils of their winning and improved statistics and more salary and everything else. So they're going to hear about it when they show up in other towns. What do you think those teams' security teams are going to do? Because I've seen people get kicked out when they start to heckle players if they go too far. And if they use profanity, they should be thrown out. But if it's just volume and the amount that there's and uh, uh, how many times they get on a player's case, are the Astros going to get protection from other teams' security in visiting stadiums? I think... That's a good question. Um, it's not something that I had thought of because uh, I don't. Let me think. I believe that in terms of, I think that there will probably be added security by the dugout. Um, but I don't know if if that's necessary. Okay. Um, you don't think I, so? I think it's going to be loud and long, and I fear nasty. I hope it's not nasty, but I fear nasty. I think if it hap- I think that you will probably see a little bit in the beginning, and then as long as nothing happens, then I think that it'll start to die out a little bit. Um, they have gotten threats. Uh, Josh Reddick said this yesterday. He's gotten death threats. Uh, people have wished cancer upon his children, which is a bit over the line. But that's people on social media. I think that once you get into the ballpark, and remember, these fans are checked and patted down in ballparks. There's metal detectors in ballparks. Um, so there's not going to be any like, weapons or anything to worry about in that regard. But if, if they're taunted by fans, I think that's fine um, as long as it's not vulgar or anything like that. But I don't necessarily think that there should be added security, maybe just a little bit just to be safe. Uh, and if I just hope we don't get to that point. I, I really hope that we don't get to that point. I hope we don't get to that point where this is a story where uh, you do have to have extra security on top of the dugout or with – or in the dugout well or anything like that. I mean, these, there is, there's already security around there anyways. I just hope we don't get to that point. That's just that, that's the ugly part of this whole story, I think, the real ugly part of it. All right, let's jump back onto the field for a couple minutes. The, the game got rained out. They played two innings. I don't know if you were watching on the MLB Network. Uh, the, the skies opened up, and there was a deluge in West Palm, so uh, they rightfully called the game after only two innings with the minor league lineup that the Astros had, uh, 0-0 against the Nationals. But they'll continue on through spring training and prep for opening day. Have they gotten in the prerequisite amount of work? Had they been able to put the distraction that this is enough to decide to be where they need to be at this stage of spring training? Yes, they have, uh, for the most part. Um, there, there were some weather issues this week. Like yesterday, Justin Verlander and Lance McCullers were supposed to throw live VP. Uh, it rained yesterday, so Verlander didn't throw at all and McCullers uh, wound up just throwing a bullpen. So the weather has hurt them more than anything else, but they've had their full days. Every single day uh, they've gotten their work in. Uh, they've hit on the field. They've done everything that you are supposed to do in order to get ready for a season. So uh, they aren't going to come out of spring training ill-prepared unless something happens with the weather and, and that keeps them from getting on the field uh, more than they're supposed to. So I'm not, I, don't, I wouldn't have any concern. 
this has obviously been a distraction, but it hasn't kept them from getting their work in. Fair enough. Uh, I was going to ask you about McCullers because I think it's going to fall to him more than anyone else to try and replace Garrett Cole, which is a big ask, as a matter of fact. We know he's talented. Is he healthy enough? Is he ready to start the season? Uh, is he going to be on a pitch limit to start? Where's McCullers at at this stage? No, we got a long way to go a month before they actually start playing games to count, but uh, where is McCullers at in his rehabilitation? So I watched his bullpen yesterday, and he looked fine. He says that he's healthy. And remember, he had the surgery um, right after the 2018 season. So he's very – so he is – he probably um, – he would have been ready to go if let's say the season were in November. So he essentially, you could say that he finished his rehab in the fall. And so he came into spring training essentially as a healthy pitcher. Now they got to build him back up. Um, they, he's been basically throwing 15, 30 pitch bullpens at this stage. Dusty Baker has not really said uh, how they plan on bringing him along. And part of that is just, I don't know if Dusty Baker knows at this point. Remember, Dusty Baker got the job just a couple of weeks before spring training. So a lot of this is going to fall upon Brent Strom, who's their pitching coach. But they need him. Obviously, they need him to come up big, uh, especially when you consider that you are asking a lot of Justin Verlander and Zach Greinke, two guys who are in their mid-30s, and they pitched well into October. I mean, they Justin Verlander made his last start on October 30th, uh, and Zach Greinke made his last start on October 31st. So they did not have full off seasons, and the bullpen isn't exactly in the greatest shape either when you consider that they lost Will Harris in the off season. And Will Harris has been probably their most valuable reliever over the last five years. And so to lose him, you lose Cole. They really need. Uh, they need somebody else in that rotation to step up, whether it's McCullers, whether it's Jose Arquiti, or whoever comes out of that fifth starter competition. That's what I was going to say. Is Arquiti their number five right now? Arquiti right now is set to be the number four. And so their number five, it, it, there appears to be a competition as of now between Josh James, who's the hard-throwing right-hander who, has pitched, who pitched out of the bullpen all of last season, and then Austin Pruitt, who uh, they traded for from the Rays, were actually right before – Jeff Luno got fired. Now, the guy who started today, Christian Javier, is a guy that Dusty Baker said could be in the mix for some stuff. And Javier was their minor league pitcher of the year last season. He started the year in high A. He finished it in triple A. And the big thing for him is going to be the changeup. And um, Javier said the other day that he's real happy with where his changeup is right now. And uh, he had a good start. I mean, I think he threw two innings today, and uh, I believe he retired all six guys that he faced. So maybe that's somebody that emerges. And this team's been really good at finding guys uh, out of nowhere and having guys emerge out of nowhere. That's what Urquidy did last year. Urquidy was not in big league camp, and he wound up starting game four of the World Series. Uh, Adam, great stuff. I hope you get the chance to talk about some on-field stuff like we did toward the end of our conversation, more so this upcoming week. Uh, I don't think the controversy is going to go away, but I think it's going to die down. Enjoyed talking about some baseball uh, this week. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Jody. Adam Spillane, Sports Radio 610 down in Houston, hopping on board with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 